and then she basically kind of gets all in my face and you're you're a fucking stupid idiot you know how little, <laughs> little sisters can be and then i just stand up on my chair calmly walk over to the xbox eject the the cd tray with the the D- dvd in it and i break the tray off <laughs> and then i give her the dvd <laughs> <laughs> This podcast. Welcome, beautiful listener, to the Humidus Podcast once more. With me, Hammer, and of course, Steph here. Hey, hey Steph. Hello there. We're back from a small hiatus. Mm, yeah, it's been Easter, and I've, you've been working a lot. Yep, every day. Every day. Every day. What are you gonna do with all that money? I don't know. I, no. I was thinking maybe, oh, maybe maybe the Oculus Quest 2. Mm, no, no, no. You should invest in yo-yo coin, okay? You should buy the most shitty <laughs> cryptocurrency out there and just wait. Cross your fingers. Yeah, it's going to go to the moon, man. <laughs> okay, good. But, uh, well, that's not what we're going to talk about today. Uh, it's gonna be a little bit more gaming related um Say so. because we had some news on warmer uh, age of sigmar stormground quite limited quite limited news but news nonetheless yeah we actually got to see some gameplay in action and yeah um, we saw some some gameplay and we got the release date and what kind of platforms it's gonna release onto yeah would you uh how about all right like we're gonna bounce back and forth our um impressions right then at the end how about we do a small wager about what we think the the score of this game is gonna be based on what we've seen so far yeah what uh, like our score or or meta game score Uh, sure let's do meta steam score okay uh like impression wise it's um the graphics look really good for for that kind of isometric um, turn-based strategy style sure i would say um then again i always feel that we praise graphics so it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's never a bra- bad graphical impression from us yeah um, do you think that has to deal with the fact that we we grew up playing adoring games like heroes 3 and <laughs> those kind of games where graphics were just like it was pretty much a non-factor yeah sure but like heroes 3 is a beautiful game though sure sure i mean it we is. we appreciated the art of pixelated sprites yeah that's and, what we did and early <laughs> 3d modeling like back when and very but i mean we had some turds in our day definitely had <laughs> loads of turds so <laughs> polygon turns i like it. yeah i mean the n64 some of the games on the n64 are just they look like shit basically some of the games on ps1 as well because like holy fuck oh yeah uh, it's just like it's like trying to to make out some kind of geometric shapes through the snowstorm on tv <laughs> sometimes yeah, yeah like the the small crt tvs that were like placed far away you were sitting on like the floor and stuff yeah and trying to make out some very very 
pixelated polygons far <laughs> up in the distance. And uh, yeah, I remember like some games. My buddy had some pirated PS One with like burnt games. Mm. Uh, <laughs> he had like bought in <laughs> Thailand or something. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, 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 I remember one of the discs were just demos of a lot of different games. And I mean, the PS One had a huge library of games, and we kind of played through the demos. Yeah, uh, and some of the games were so shit, <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> ridiculously bad. And yeah, but we still still enjoyed it because it was it was fun to explore, I guess. Right. Yeah, I mean, back then you, especially when you're a kid and stuff like that, you, you just like put up with so much more shit. <laughs> yeah, find yeah. the quality in it because it's still, you're playing a game and you're discovering stuff. Mm. And and it was a a little bit more unaccessible, maybe uh, the I think the gaming consoles were not as accessible as today, and games in general. Like now, you have games on the mobile phone, you have on you know every platform known known to man. Basically. Yeah, but back then it was a little bit more special, and especially. A lot of people didn't have, for instance, Sega Dreamcast and stuff oh, yeah. like that. It was a little bit more rare. And when you got to play on a Dreamcast, it was it was really an experience. You know, you were like, "Oh my god, this controller!" And <laughs> yeah, I've never played the Dreamcast before. I've seen videos. You didn't of play? It. No, I never. Yeah, no, no one around me had that, as far as I know. Mm, I remember Stop Tunura. <laughs> yeah, had, some, <laughs> had a. I think it was like. Um, I can't remember. Was it Space World? Yeah, that's maybe it was right. Space World. Well, it was a store of some kind, some gaming store, uh, and uh, they had a Dreamcast on display on like a projector or something. Yeah, uh, I think it was for the launch and during like the, the launch weeks. And I tried it there, and it was like, and it was so expensive as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was like ridiculously expensive. So. But its graphics and stuff was a bit ahead of time as well, right? So you kind of got what yeah, you were paying for to to some extent. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was, well de- developed graphically, and it was a very advanced machine. It had some internet capabilities that Ooh. were, yeah, it was it was like some kind of dial-up system, <laughs> uh, where you could actually, I think, even download games. So it was very wow. ahead of its time. Yeah, it was like. A little bit too much ahead of its time. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Yeah, and it was very novel with um, with the, the that graphics memory card thing, that the gaming memory card, <laughs> what it was. You could play games on the memory card. Remember? Did you ever yeah, see yeah, those? yeah, yeah. And it plugged into the controller. Very weird design, but cool. And uh, yeah, so the Dreamcast, but I think that the PS2 basically was a little bit around the corner and it was more powerful it was priced cheaper and it was included with a dvd player which yeah. was very very hype that, that was like like and the worst part is i remember at the time that ps2 was actually at least in norway it was yeah. actually a very affordable way of uh, getting the uh, getting a dvd player yeah i mean it was like a th- a thousand crown or more than a regular DVD player. 
or yeah. something like that. It and was, then you got that was so much more for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember pitching that to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That whole uh, sales pitch. But that didn't work out. And I was getting so kind of grown up so i had a little i had my own money and i basically went with uh, the xbox the, the first xbox okay yeah with that a little bit later though but yeah you know the um, i i ended up with the gamecube actually yeah which was you know a great system but what, what did you take away from from that i had a did lot of good memories go- with the gamecube I think I got yeah. uh, my absolute money's worth from it. But the problem for me with the GameCube was that in Norway at the time, at least around where we live, uh, there wasn't yeah. a lot of outlets that had like a big you know, collection of GameCube games for sale. No, no. And uh, so I had to make do with some <laughs> stinkers. But um, yeah. but still, it was it was still that thing where... I enjoyed it because, you know, it was new, it was a new game, just the fact that it was a new game made that like, it meant that I could still extract some fun from it and kind of like look past um, the stinkiness. Like, for example, uh, mm. <laughs> there was this game, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast before, but I had a game of the Scorpion King. Uh, Did I talk about that? I can't really... yeah, maybe. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's a pretty rough game. Uh, because it is, it's a movie game based on the Scorpion yeah. King with the Rock from the yeah, early 2000s. I remember, that. I remember the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very yeah. well. Yeah, and uh, but to be fair, I, I I remember that the game was hella hard, and uh, but then I also you know I got entertainment out of it, and there was this Die Hard game that for some reason it it was like its own story. It had auto aim which was which made it like hilariously easy or so you would think but then mm-hmm. it was still pretty hard in places and then I, I remember i was so impressed because while the game probably doesn't hold up well now you you could still some of the the textures and details in the backgrounds while hilariously flat was still very clear so you could read what it said on the candy bars when you went to the cinema level and all these kind of things so i was like oh this is yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought that was pretty impressive uh, to to me back then. Uh, that yeah. I, and then it turns out that game is uh, considered shit. <laughs> I had yeah. a lot of fun with it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I had like a billion experiences like that with the Xbox. I, I remember I, I used to buy a magazine that had an actual disc with demos on it. Yes, good times. Like a full, full-size disc with... Uh, some video content, some interviews, gaming interviews, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was the Xbox official magazine, right? And uh, yeah, it was like 150 kroner, basically, yeah, fifteen dollars or so, a little back bit less. Then, but, even. Yeah, back then, and uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of money, uh, so uh, like five, five or fifty, sixty dollars for a game was really steep. Yeah, but. Like fifteen dollars, you had access to a little bit more often. So, I would, I would like cave and buy the magazine instead of, <laughs> because I got so much enjoyment out of the demos. Yeah, and I remember at least one of the demos had uh, Hitman Two, Silent Assassin. Yes, with one level. 
yes. with just one level. I had that demo as well. <laughs> and, yeah, and I played that for hours. I yeah. played the same level for hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> I got so much enjoyment out of that fucking disc. But yeah, so you know, you know, things were more special <laughs> when you were younger. Yeah, yes. Uh, it was just kind of like a level of mysticism to it almost that it just isn't now it's just like it's it's what what you said before that everything is so accessible, it's so available. Like a lot of the older games that we it was really hard for us to get to, you can get on your phone for like $3 now. Mm, you know, yeah. like the Baldur's Gate games are on your phone. Uh Titan Quests. It's, just, it's so many like weird games that if you look for them in the app store you're like, "What?" They ported this? Yeah. yeah and yeah, and just looking at Steam right now, it's just it just bombards you with like a billion titles. And mm. it's just it's and very loads of great games as well. And since we're in the information age, you can basically know whether or not the game is for you before you purchase it, you know? Yeah. And that was so different for us. We just had to to play it through. And when you found a game that you really loved, that was like uncovering, you know, a diamond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a shit pile. You know? <laughs> it, yeah, it really was. And uh, I remember that that happened with, uh, like, I had these half cousins uh, mm-hmm. of mine that were like a couple of years older, and they were really into Counter Strike. Uh, one point, yeah. <laughs> like back in the one point three, five days. Three, okay, yeah, that. So yeah, that's, yeah, and they so point. like they were really into that competitive online uh, FPS genre back then, and I didn't have the mm-hmm. PC to run it, nor did I have parents that allowed it. So yeah. whenever we visited them, I would just sit there and just watch them just play uh, because they were really good mm-hmm. at it too, uh, at least to me back then. And you know, there there were like three games that he showed me that i really remember one was counter-strike the other one was mm. um unreal tournament oh yeah unreal tournament yeah that which would great that, game. yeah that one uh would especially 2004 for me that went on to be yeah. one of my absolute favorites i i tended to lean more towards that than counter-strike in the end and i remember that i got my first so to speak like powerful pc um uh, mm-hmm. When I graduated, can you call it graduated? Well, I guess primary school, right? The summer <laughs> you graduated three. primary school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, after being held back for three years. Not just kidding. But, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that, but did you get it for the graduation though? Yeah, I did. Like, just before oh, yeah, summer did, vacation, did. it was the best okay, summer. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a good, that's a great gift. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, like for me, my primary school was fucking shit. I hated every day of it uh Ooh, it was completely seriously? yeah yeah yeah. It was, it was complete bullshit worst place ever like fucking rat's nest purge it anyway so yeah. uh the thought of like this is my last day here it's a ceremony celebrating that i'm done with this shit and mom tells me that she has a surprise uh gift waiting for me at home and i just remember coming home and i see this like fucking desktop pc and I'm just like, holy fuck, really? She's like, yeah. And then it turns out um, the the graphics card, I think, was like 64 megabyte or something. Uh-huh. Uh, which which back then too was a little bit mediocre, but the rest of the machine was good. So what happened yeah. was, um, she actually went out and bought a graphics card for me as well. 
that very same a new thing. graphics card kind of not not like uh super high tier one it was like a you know i understand but like because the the first one was a little bit shitty or yeah so she wanted yeah. she really wanted me to have have this and she was really she was oh. really kind so and then she just went out and bought i didn't even oh. complain about it she just like kind of realized and then we went out and bought yeah. the video the, the card which was like 256 megabyte or something and that was uh, probably the most you can get at that time mm. and i was like shit Damn. fuck yeah and I, I i've been scrounging by on fucking old ibm 486 pcs before that uh like really sh- <laughs> i i played the hell almost out of doom from, almost brings a, a tear to my eye that story that your mom <laughs> got, actually got out and bought the graphics card as well uh, she was super super nice and you know that's also when i realized because i had some money of my own as well um and then mm-hmm. we had uh <laughs> our often talked about elship the the electronic yes. store which was very close like they had a big store um close to where i lived and yeah. so they but they were they were gonna uh tear that store down to make the mega store the one that's still there yeah, today yeah, right. and everything in the store was half off of games mm. and uh, i had like 300 crowns in my pocket which is like 30 dollars ish give or take i walked over there I went into the store and checked out the games because now I knew I had the PC to, you know, to to run it as well. To run it, yeah. And guess what I found? I don't know, Scorpion King. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank God it wasn't. No, I found uh, Unreal Tournament 2004. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. For exactly 300 crowns. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's and this perfect. was maybe like this was probably two thousand five, I think, and it was yeah. only a year old or something, and it, it it was half off, so it was usually six hundred crowns, and it was like yeah. it came in this big box, like cardboard box. Yeah, I remember. Like, I remember. Yeah, huge cardboard boxes. I mean, that was that was the shiznit. PC games had that before. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but they they had huge cardboard boxes. Maybe because some of the games had like install files and stuff back in the day mm-hmm. you needed like three discs or four discs to just play it <laughs> yeah. and like they had a thick fucking manual with all kinds of you know troubleshooting and instructions and a little bit of art and stuff like that i mean if you're uh in the same age range as us uh you you remember the the joy of when you were sitting in your parents car on the way home from having bought a brand new game and just reading the fuck out of the manual on the way home <laughs> <laughs> yeah the manual was special man yeah it oh, had yeah it had like yeah. you know an overview of all the weapons usually and like would explain mm. a lot of things to use lore it was always like some tips yeah it was um it was, a, it was it's like it's a kind of charm that doesn't exist anymore um no. but i just remember that on retirement 2004 getting that and that was one of the first games that actually required you to have a DVD player that I owned, at least. Mm, because yeah. it was like, I think, five or six gigs, which at the time was a lot. That was a big-ass game. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That story. Those were the days. Those yeah. were the days. <laughs> I really were. Unreal Tournament 2004, still, still one of my favorite FPSs. Yeah, but it, Unreal Tournament is a, a really good like arena tournament shooter yeah uh with the fucking i mean on land 
that game is the shiznit. Yeah, just yeah, <laughs> it really is. And just like there was just something about you know ragdoll physics was still relatively new, so they had that. It was like really gory. Yeah. All the weapons cool were just weapons. really creative. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's got that. I don't know what you call that, that floaty kind of movement style where you yeah. can gain a little bit of speed and you can jump around and be very dynamic, Yeah, I guess, uh, which is very you – can, you can really perfect that, like gliding through and just exploding a couple of guys. Yeah, and you had like all right. these kind of weapons that didn't give a fuck about your skill level because they required a lot of skill to master. Like you had the – what is it? The, the shock rifle that the the alt fire shot this like slow moving orb and then the yes, that's right the primary fire shot like a beam that was really fast but low damage but what you could do you could spam the the slow moving orbs and then you can shoot them with a small beam then it explodes for a lot of damage. yeah that's right that's right that's right i remember that <laughs> like hilariously hard to pull Jesus. off but of course you see these youtube compilations of these guys who were just like Fucking <laughs> just hitting every shot with those things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, somebody is like... I mean, people play this game even today. I would imagine. Um, I, I, I'm I, kind of just sad that Unreal Tournament 3 just took the game down a shit pile a bit. Yeah. <sighs> I mean... What were we talking we'll, about? Uh, <laughs> no, we were talking about Age of Sigmar. Oh, yeah. And that's like 20 minutes ago, so... <laughs> But Sorry, people. Anyways, <laughs> we were saying that the graphics were good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's going to be a turn-based strategy game, uh, which uh, we're going to be able to choose from three different, uh, I guess, new Warhammer Fantasy armies. Stormcast, Nighthaunt, and uh, Maggotkin. Ooh, that last one piques my interest. Yeah, which is basically the K faction. Yeah, that's the K faction. Uh, but I mean, you don't. I don't really know these factions um, since I don't really don't know the Age of Sigmar verse yeah. uh, that well. But you can kind of see that there are mashups of older fantasy factions, I guess. Yeah, I. I mean, I've, I've only briefly delved into the lore of Sigmar uh, as well, but then just. It seems like it's somewhere, but it, it's kind of trying to bring in a lot of like 40k uh, looking stuff to fantasy mm -hmm. as well, like Stormcast. Yeah. There's a reason they call them the Sigmarines because they. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the cover art for this game, they just look like Space Marines with face masks that ride on dragons. Yeah, absolutely. They do resemble Space Marines. And uh, a lot of. Older fans of uh, Warhammer Fantasy do, do not particularly like that that whole thing with yeah. uh yeah the kind of forty k fying of fantasy but but you gotta admit that some of the models look really cool yeah they do it's uh, so. it's not necessarily I think my first surface impression was like that and then when I actually looked into it a little bit more um it, it really grew on me. There's some really cool mm. stuff going on in in Sigmar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's cool for what it is, but yeah. I can kind of get with the the crowd on that. Uh, 
when it replaces fantasy, it's a little bit, you know. Yeah, uh, I feel like this one to. doesn't have as much, um, maybe not as much personality as fantasy. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more, almost like when you're when you're watching kind of today's children's cartoons or television. And comparing it to like the <laughs> ones we grew up with, yeah, and you feel that this it's like it's just more mass produced in a way, like it's just yeah. squirted out from a numb machine that mass produces this shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, I, yeah, I agree because like now you have you have occasional stuff like Adventure Time and these, these kind of like gems, right? Yeah, but, of course, but that's more you know like weird. I, I'm talking about NRK. Super. Oh, like, yeah, the Norwegian National Channel kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah and like if you uh, if you watch children children's cartoons now, not not like for grown up children like us, but but uh, <laughs> cartoons for really small children, and compare that to what we had when we were kids, like you know, like Sesame Streets and stuff like that. It's just oh, so yeah. more. It's a lot more soul. Yeah, and I more like it's just now it's just animated shit, you know, really <laughs> easily mass produced animated shit yeah. with high kind of high octane action all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's my criticism. Whatever this is, <laughs> I, uh, I agree. I mean, but yeah, but we're we're digressing massively again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, we were gonna rate it, like predict what kind of metascore. Yeah, can we? I, I have a couple of concerns, or like, there, there's a couple of nitpicks I have in this game because I was a little bit hyped for it. You know, I, I'm always. I think we touched on this before as well that like, as Warhammer fans, there's so much potential in the universe that we always hope for, and mm. we tend to really look closely at most of the titles that come out in both Warhammer uh, 40k. Fantasy, Sigmar, all that. Uh, they're gonna see if there's diamonds in the rough, right? Um, mm. So, like, you know. But but we we also mentioned before that it can sometimes feel like charity and mm. feel like a chore. Yes. And it's a little uh, bit like that. Yeah, it can be. I mean, for every for every total Warhammer one and two, there's gonna be something like uh, like what Reggie side. Or yeah. no, 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 no. Dawn of War three. Yeah, Dawn of War three, or maybe even fucking um, Deathwing. You know, yeah, a lot of Death janky Wing. shit. So, and that's kind yeah. of what I, I was hoping this game, you know, could bring in. Yeah, turn base. I like Would that. Be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But seeing yeah. the gameplay, it looked very mobile to me. It looked like a mobile game. Um, I agree. And it looks like, you know, it, it brings up these, you know, deck building mechanics and stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, no. is this going to be a gotcha the game? Deck, yeah. I mean, the I th- yeah, I, I got those same concerns when I saw the deck building. Uh, we didn't mention that, but uh, yeah, the, there was a very big hint that, yeah, it's going to be a deck building game. Yeah. Which is very in vogue right now. Yeah, it is. Uh, there are loads of these games uh, that are kind of mixing up the deck building base with other types of uh strategy and you know rpg games 
Yeah. But it does give that pack opening. Yeah. You know, exactly. kind of dopamine based microtransaction. There feel. we go. Slippery slope. <laughs> it is a very slippery, slippery slope. And probably they're going to introduce more factions over time, and that's DLC or microtransactionable. Yeah, or macro-transactionable, even. Macro-transactionable, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, as long as it it's done willingly, I guess, uh, when you kind of buy a game like this, you, you see that coming, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't need to buy the, the new races. You can do so if you want to. But if the, the game is structured around it, which the deck-building style can absolutely be then, yeah, that's not too positive. Yeah, I mean, I think the the case in which this will be fine for me is that if if these... I, I'm okay with there being, like, opening packs as long as if you earn them at a good pace in-game by just playing the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking, like, free-to-play. Uh, that kind of, you know, we're going to drip-feed you. Um, I, I hope, like... For example, Death Watch has this as well where you also get yeah. uh units and packs but you you earn this these packs all the time in game so I'm, I'm fine with that it's okay as long as it doesn't hinder your progress too much um but yeah it's very yeah. easy for that to turn into microtransactions uh, and then if there's like some kind of competitive meta that turns up it's always it always tends to be uh you know around yeah, based gotta, on the new factions that come in that you have to pay for and yeah 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 and you have to have like the optimal deck you know with the these and such and such units and they are rare and you need to open three billion packs to get one yeah <laughs> so yeah it's, i mean it that type of structure certainly lends itself to micro micro transaction shenanigans but we don't really know that for sure. Yeah, it's pure speculation at this point. But it is it is announced for mobile, actually. It just says PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Okay, that's good. So, I mean, it certainly can launch for for App Store and, and the Play, Google Play Store. But, I mean, uh, we, we'll just have to see how heavily influenced it is but i don't know what what kind of metacritic score are we looking at here steph gotta gotta come with a come up with a number for me i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna say 73 (laughs) yeah that's quite that's quite high yeah sure yeah 73 is uh decent it is especially for a warmer game i was more like 69 maybe or okay nice (laughs) yeah okay 68 then but i mean the I think that it might not be. I mean, I, I don't know, but like this hex strategy, roguelike single-player campaign. Yeah. Defeating other players, online PvP, conquer yeah. the mortal realms when <laughs> Warhammer: Age of Sigmar launches. That's basically me reading off the IGN article here, but <laughs> yeah, but it it doesn't excite me that much. No. It's just yeah. I, it's just some... The hex grid thing takes me off a bit. You know, I, I thought it would be more like maybe like, you know, more Fire Emblem esque. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would be hoping. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I guess the hex thing is a little bit easier. I feel that a lot of game developers go that route with the the hex based strategy game because easy. It's such a yeah. It's such a tried and true format, basically. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, who am I to criticize? I don't develop games. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, you do. Oh, yeah, I actually do. I have developed a game, guys. So <laughs> maybe we should like have a Patreon when we ever get to Patreon. We can have a free demo of my self-developed <laughs> game. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Uh, th- that should definitely. It's a two D platformer. Okay, two D shooter platformer and the 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 weapon aiming follows your mouse which is a very hard thing to to program (laughs) so don't mock that i'm not no i i i was quite impressed with the game gave me a very good laugh you fucking should be because i i used a lot of time on that (laughs) yeah i mean i could tell i could tell there was so much like uh, inside joke humor in there and then you have morbid m as a panda boss with wiggly arms yeah okay so yeah now you're talking about you're not talking about the uh, the newest iteration other than oh. you're not talking about k4 <laughs> well all of the talk- all of the games have been pretty that's fun. the with the i think the that's k2 with uh morbid m could be yeah. is that also the one with the dolan duck boss yeah that's the dolan that's a Dolan Duck <laughs> boss. That's right. You know, th- there's a sentence that I never thought I'd hear um, <laughs> from, from anyone ever, which was like you talking about that game with the Dolan boss because you were like, yeah, you know what? At, at the first, when I play tested it, you know, I realized that I had some balancing issues because the dick was just <laughs> shooting too much cum. I couldn't dodge. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, to experience that, guys, you'll have to. We don't have a Patreon yet, so you'll have to. We'll have to kind of. That'll, that'll be a nugget for for later. Maybe but, yeah, uh, maybe in a couple of years, you know. Yeah, maybe in a couple of years. So yeah, if if uh, if you ever want to see the Dolan Duck boss, that was horribly unbalanced in all the right ways. Um, spread the word. <laughs> yeah, please do. Okay, so on to the next um, subject of of the day. Yeah. And that is Resident Evil Village, uh, the new kind of gameplay trailer with, yeah, a little bit extra, extra. Yeah. Uh, and it's important to note that this one was, take, was captured on the PS4 Pro. Oh. Not on PS4. So, uh, right. be- because like it's, uh, I would expect this game to run quite well on next gen consoles, but mm-hmm. from what I could tell, that looked like it was more than 30 FPS as well on the PS4 Pro. Maybe Shit, I'm I mean, wrong. I thought it was next gen. <laughs> I didn't know that it was Pro. PS4 yeah, no, Pro. It, it it was. Um, and there were some like sure you could tell that because of here and there maybe. Yeah, there were like, there were like a couple things with it that I noticed uh, since I was deliberately looking for it, looking at the graphics to see to try and compare and stuff. And there there were a couple of things like, for example, you could tell that when when they were in the wine cellar thing that you could tell that some of the barrels were kind of like low res and these things like the, yeah yeah right the, the unimportant things really uh, because the gun mm-hmm. models look great, the characters look great. 
the game still very much looked as it's uh, supposed to. And that's pretty impressive to me, man. That is impressive. That is very impressive. And uh, there's someone else very impressive. <laughs> of an impressive stature, at least. Fucking A. Yes. <laughs> In this uh, trailer. And we got to oh, see maybe we should kind of... Yeah, we got to see a uh, different perspective here. <laughs> and I'm so glad uh, we did. But, yeah, it was uh, eerily erotic, I would say. <laughs> <clears throat> but we can kind of go through the trailer a little systematically here. So first we see uh, the the first kind of segment of the video is down in the wine cellar. Yeah. Uh, which is a blood cellar, I guess. <laughs> yeah, blood or wine, hard <laughs> or, to tell. Or is it wine? I don't know. It's uh, a little bit hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the texture is a, very similar to both blood and wine, so we'll leave that undecided. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like um, the gunplay and the lighting. What do you think about that, Steph? I liked it a lot. I think that mm. this game... Had the the aesthetic here, oh, our favorite word, <laughs> the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, well, it, it it did something for me. I, I just like yeah. how they they bring this gothic vibe, uh, and I, I think it's more interesting than the whole bio weapon shtick that the yeah. rest of yeah, the sure. were for for a while. But um, but you know, in terms of like how they make me feel when I watch this. It's exactly yeah. what I was hoping they would do. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, I feel I feel basically the same way. Um, you get like a very, I wouldn't say cozy, but no. <laughs> but it, I mean, I I do love how uh, the gunplay seems to to work. It's very weighty, and every shot seems to be like very important, mm. uh, and also. The smoke, oh my god, the smoke from both the pistol, <laughs> the uh, 9-11, I guess it is. Or 9-11, yeah, 19-11, and, you mean? 19-11, not 9 The Osama gun. <laughs> the the, the uh, tower-destroying <clears throat> pistol. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and the shotgun is, uh, I mean, the smoke coming from both the barrel and, uh, I guess, the um, ejection port. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is yeah just beautiful beautiful i agree and and i also of course um like we were talking about the 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 reload asmr in an episode before mm -hmm. when we talked mm -hmm. about the previous gameplay trailer for this that continues here i thought the reload animation mm -hmm. was really satisfying absolutely absolutely very both realistic and satisfying oh man this uh this game is shaping i'm glad i took out the vacation days for this uh <laughs> for this game's release you prepared i did <laughs> prepared yourself well that's uh that's really hardcore uh, uh, i mean um, uh, a little apropos there uh, with prepare yourself i mean bc wow classic bc is gonna launch not too long um are you excited for that at all did you ever did you play wow at all i'd say my excitement level for that lies around the Zero. level of um what should i compare that to the next fifa <laughs> mm -hmm. 
It's, okay, so that's very low then. <laughs> yeah, not, not to be fair. It's uh, I played Val on N's recommendation way back. Uh, I think I got to level 20. Then I got very bored because there wasn't enough blood and gore in action combat. So, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I've I've kind of followed it on and off, like, very loosely. Because, uh, you know, it's still uh, almost a 20-year-old game that's still going strong, so... Yeah, it's kind of funny that. I mean, I was an avid WoW player back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I always get excited for these classic releases. I actually played a new character from 1 to 60 mm. in uh, WoW Classic um, and raided and stuff like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm a little bit excited for, for TBC. Maybe I'll play it a little bit. Um, Would you think that this... Uh, I mean... TBC probably brought in some quality of life changes and stuff too, right? So I guess... Yeah, sure, they did. But, I mean, the game is still very grindy and it's very WoW-esque. It's a little bit more refined. Um, or it, it does resemble classic vanilla. Okay, so it's still, yeah. It is. It does uh, really, you know, you need to do a lot of attunements for, for the raids and... There are a lot of raids and a lot of uh, reputation grinding, stuff like that, if you want to, yeah. So basically what, for me, uh, TBC introduced back in the day was Arena, which I loved. <laughs> uh, because I, I was always a PvP or not too much of a raider. Yeah. Uh, and I felt that that kind of brought it to the next level where you could really show your prowess and especially early days in Arena, it was really fun because people hadn't know developed the meta and gotten that face roll super combo uh yeah so that's good uh, do do you are are you gonna buy a disposable t-shirt that you can (laughs) destroy again for the occasion okay so for those of you who don't know that's uh steph is referring to a story where i basically ripped my t-shirt because i was so angry that i lost an arena match <laughs> uh, and i also threw a banana at the wall really really hard and uh, the wall in the basement where my mom and dad lives uh had like a really strange wallpapery thing uh which was almost like a carpet thin carpet along the walls on, on just one side so this was uh meant to be and i threw the banana with every ounce of hatred i had in my body and it just splattered all over the the wall and i didn't i didn't clean it up right away and when i tried to clean it up it was impossible to get the banana stain out so it was it was like that it's still like that to this day actually <laughs> <laughs> as a memorandum to top to that, ten that time. proud gamer moments yeah that's uh i also broke my the eject tray of my old xbox <laughs> that we talked about earlier the same xbox this was of course way later uh because my little sister used to uh, watch pirates of the caribbean on dvd on my xbox <laughs> yeah and <laughs> <laughs> this was also because of Arena. Played some Arena and we lost like maybe 10 games in a row. And uh, 
my sister had, had uh, continuously every day been sitting down there and watching Pirates of the Caribbean for the like 10th time. I'm not even kidding. It was probably maybe like the seventh time, but uh, and, you know, I'm fucking annoyed at, <laughs> at that, that fucking Pirates of the Caribbean tune and Jack Sparrow being all drunk and just raving about, you know, so I. I say to my sister, if you don't if you don't turn that off, I'm gonna break the break the Xbox. And then she basically kind of gets all in my face and you're you're a fucking stupid idiot, you know how little, <laughs> little sisters can be. And then I just stand up on my chair, calmly walk over to the Xbox, eject the the CD tray with the the D- DVD in it, and I break the tray off. <laughs> and then I give her the DVD. <laughs> oh. Good times. Good times. What did she do then? How did she react? I, I, she, I think she just she just went upstairs. She was angry, but I didn't say, I don't think can't remember she said anything. She just marched upstairs, basically. <laughs> did you get any like trouble with your parents for that? Oh no. Uh, no, I think, uh, I don't think I got any trouble. I can't remember, but I broke my own <laughs> Xbox. So yeah, I guess. <laughs> but the thing was with that Xbox, it was chipped. So I actually had, uh, everything on the, uh, the hard drive, hard drive. Oh, okay. Like I had games and emulators and all and kinds the, of and the good, hentai. good jazz and the hentai yeah, <laughs> and that actually, I, did have some i mean i had some snes like dumps of rooms yeah and i remember some of the rooms were actually hentai rooms <laughs> like it was a game that was basically a slideshow of hentai jeez <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, next level um of extra <laughs> steps to take just to to get your fix yeah but i mean do you think that that was ever sold in japan like way back when i'm pretty sure it was uh because they like the whole slideshow thing um i mean they have so many niche ways of um or like formats for for hentai and stuff like that because they you know they have all the the eroge with the which are basically like visual novels uh with porn in it and these things uh quite a few animes are actually based on those porn games as well, like Fates, Fates Day Night, and these kind of like quite popular series started out as games. Well, they're not so much about the hentai as it is like a story with compelling characters, whatever, w- mm. w- with porn in it too. Yeah, yeah, that too. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, you're you're also talking about the country that sells used panties in in vending machines. So yeah, yeah, be efficient. You know, available. 24 <laughs> 7 anywhere you want panties you, you know the, the, the shitty yeah. thing is we actually had one of those vending machines close to where i used to live in uh in the city <laughs> did you ever see anybody use it i uh, know like it, it was it was located in like this underpass below the rail tracks um yeah this really like shitty downtrodden area yeah it was uh you know it's not a place we frequented a lot Let's just say. No. Um, we just saw it and we were like, it wouldn't be funny if that was like a panic dispenser. Huh, huh. And then we look closer and it's like, oh, fuck, it is. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, what a, oh, you, what oh, a great you, country. Japan. Yeah. yeah, it is a great country. I mean, I've never been, but um, I'm going to go someday. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can show you the nice uh, vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll Yoda. Be willing. I'll, yeah, you can show me Yoda and <sighs> all that other. I mean, the food is probably one of the biggest draws for me to Japan. Mm, well, which like uh, exclusive yeah just really good sushi and mm-hmm. uh kobe beef and oh. stuff like that you know high roller boy yeah i mean i'm gonna spend some some cash of course but that's i mean for me that's worth it that's an experience for a lifetime you know just one one of those meals oh what, yeah what is a a Kobe beef cost of like a high end Kobe beef. Um, let's see. I think the last time I checked the prices for that when I was actually there was probably, I think about twenty five thousand yen for I think one hundred fifty gram steak, with mm-hmm. uh, and, and that that equi- equivalents like what two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars, yeah. Right. I mean, we're gonna need a little bit more than one hundred fifty, at least three hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. And then yeah, it's gonna four hundred dollars. Yeah, I'd say that's a fair price. But then you also get some nice sites and stuff as well. I don't know how yeah. high end this was, but it was the restaurant that was like at the bottom floor of a five star hotel. So I assume it is quite decent. Yeah, yeah, that's probably all right. But you know, you can also get um, some really nice slices of wagyu. Uh, you know, mm. like the the other high quality Japanese yeah, beef, yeah. which is not quite Kobe beef, but it, it has like a lot of great um, quality layers as well. And that's a yeah. lot more affordable and it tastes amazing. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been sold on a Wagyu burger. Actually, oh. that was uh, yeah, <laughs> that was my uh, the uh, boyfriend of my sister, which I yeah broke off the tree <laughs> to intimidate <laughs> <clears throat> so he 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 has been to japan like five six times and he he Damn. swears by that burger the wagyu burger that was yeah um yeah he's uh he, he loves to travel and uh japan's the place that he's been back to the most times so <laughs> yeah i, I mean it speaks for itself i i yeah i think that you know, I, I went there for vacation in, back in 2013. That was before I had decided that I wanted to study there. Um, mm. And back then, I remember it was like when people in my workplace at the time, they they heard that we, me and a couple of colleagues, we were going to go there for vacation. They were like, what? What are you going to do there? Like it was so such a foreign concept to them to go there for vacation. Oh. Um, but then now, like the past, the years since have it's just seen people just like it's it's much more common now i think yeah Um, sure and uh, it's because like it's a great country it has a lot of um you know it's packed with stuff to do you know you have tokyo for example which it just has so many things like so many different things packed into every street corner and then for the cultural Mm. stuff you can just go to kyoto which is like the cultural hub and it has just Mm. so much of everything you want to see of that whole um, the, what you, whatever you think of right now, when I say Japanese temples and shrines and stuff, it, it, that's, yeah. that's there, right? Yeah, and there's just so many things. It's, it, it has a lot to offer, even if you don't speak the language. Um, it's, it's not really that unwelcoming anymore 
for those no. who don't know the languages. Uh, they've gotten. Would you say? Yeah. Would you say that the average Japanese does understand j- uh, English now, or is it? Uh, like yeah. younger generation, maybe. Younger generation, for sure. I'd say they they yeah. they have uh, improved quite a bit. I think, and the older generation, they. It's very up and down, but then what you'll also encounter is that maybe they know, but they'll be very afraid and shut, like try to shy away if you try to yeah. speak English. Yeah, they don't. They don't really want to engage in that. Yeah, but I'll get by on my shitty Japanese. I mean, oh, but uh, <laughs> I can say some words. <laughs> yeah, um, just just ask where the oppa and the chinchin is, and you'll you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, to be fair, to be fair, um, like a serious point actually. If you know a little bit, if you if you take the take a little bit of time, if you know you're going to travel there, uh, if you take a little bit of time to learn the language, just a little bit, even just like yeah. basic of basic of sentences, whatever it is, uh, you'll you'll see that the reception you get is going to be very different. Because then suddenly, you know, they'll be very much more receptive. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's worth taking the time to to learn a little bit of the language, uh, because uh, you you might end up on an adventure that goes outside of the typical tourist experience as well. Yeah. So uh, you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, what were we talking about <laughs> before that? <laughs> I think we're basically done. We were talking about the Resident Evil t- trailer. Uh, we oh yeah, didn't get to talk about the the last part. Yeah, I I I think we can sum that up with uh, dump truck. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I uh, didn't expect. I mean, of course, we know that she she's well her her um, her geometry, her topography is very well developed but this is the first time you got to see from the backside and i was like yeah holy shit it's like a three meter tall <laughs> dump truck holy shit i'm happy i'm ready for lady I mean, dimitrescu yeah. to absolutely obliterate me speaking of tower destroying guns right absolutely she is she is tower destroying <laughs> in every way <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's something about that scene. I I kind of get what they're they're going for. She seems very intimidating. She's so huge and probably very physically powerful. Yeah, and uh, she's also very she's so resolute and prudish in her movements. Yeah, and like you say, her shape is very shapely. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but I just get some kind of comedic feel or something from that little because basically our character is just watching her from the window yeah uh crouching down trying not to be you know noticed and she's raving about uh blah 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 him being in a castle and stuff like that uh and you you clearly don't want to be noticed by her because you know she'll fucking drag you inside and rape you but (laughs) (laughs) that's a good outcome that's a good ending that yeah that's a good that's if you've unlocked all the secrets uh (laughs) but but i think that i don't know there's something that just it's almost a little bit too over the top or i don't know yeah i can't help but smirk a little bit when i see that that scene the the funny thing was also that it really looked like she looked straight at you if you saw her in the mirror 
Yeah, yeah. That she, was a little bit does. unnerving, actually. <laughs> yeah, she does look in the mirror, and it seems like she's actually looking straight at you. I don't and, know if that's in intentional or if that's an oversight or what it is, but probably maybe you're supposed to kind of. Yeah, that there, there, there it is. Yeah, it does look like she looks straight at you. You, you want the thing is though, if you want a good ending, here's what you have to do. Uh, you go to our Patreon and you order your chipped uh, Xbox Series X with the game uh, chipped by Hammer himself, <laughs> and then you'll unlock the slideshow of her <laughs> of the rape. Yeah, you can. And also on the Xbox will be all the hammer developed games yeah because there actually is a series of games so yeah i think you should just go do that now and like and subscribe our video and yeah thanks for for listening all the way through if you do that you're a real g remember to stay dank and stay human